Welcome to Money 911, the podcast that's all about unlocking the secrets to financial freedom and redefining the American dream. I'm your host, Chris Miller, and today we have a true visionary in the house. He's the author of Money Shackles, the president of the Alternative Investment Association, and the CEO of Rad Diversified, a loving husband, father, and recognized American patriot. Let's dive into the world of financial wisdom with a man who's been honored with the Legacy Patriot Award by Florida Congressman Corey Mills. Please join me in welcoming Dutch Minnie. All right. Welcome, Dutch. I'm so happy that you have appeared here today with us. I'm really, really inspired. Your journey has just been inspiring. And just give us a little breakdown. You know, how did your vision of redefining the American dream shape the approach to this alternative investment industry? Yeah, I mean, I think the American dream is is a dream. Right. It's it's what right. we've been for for, you know, our entire lives. From the time we were kids, we have this idea or thought about what the American dream is. And and so for us, when I wrote Money Shackles, it was kind of like, <laughs> what is the purpose of breaking the shackle? Right. What is the purpose of retirement? What is the purpose of building wealth? What's the difference between rich and wealthy? Right. What's the difference right. between um, making money and having money? What's the difference between income and assets? And how do I decide what to invest in, not to invest in? You know, what is my worth as a person? You know, so many of us value, you know, our, our, our value as a person based on the income we make or based on what our bank accounts say, right? And, you know, people are so much more valuable than the money, right? But the money yes. could be care of. It's a process, a system. And so reality is, is I feel like the American dream is put on us by societal standards. What kind of cars to drive? You should own a house. You should have this kind of job. You should have this kind of degree. Um, you should be going to these types of careers and you should be taking these steps and work for these kind of companies. And, you know, the, there's all of these expectations. And, and so, you know, the reality is, is each, each person needs to set their own dream and set their own standards and decide what kind of life they want to choose to lead, what kind of life they want to choose to have. And, and you know, a, a person of faith might have a different American dream than a person who has a different faith, right? Um, right. A person who went to college, might have a different dream than someone who didn't go to college, but they might actually have the exact same dream. And, and so what Money Shackles is all about helping people define exactly what is their American dream and what are the step-by-step -step processes they're going to take in order to achieve it. Now, it's fundamental in its financial side to it. Um, the financial side to it is about step-by-step -step processes. How do you pay less in taxes? How do you set up retirement accounts? Where does retirement money need to go to? How do you change your value as a person, right? I think all people have exchanges, right? In the beginning, most people trade hourly, right, for their time. And then as they get older, they start to change, you know, experience for time. They start to change ideas for time. Um, right. and, and it shifts as you get wealthier and wealthier, like what that exchange rate is, right? Like my exchange rate in life is more about what are the work that other people do? What is the efforts that other people put into, right? My name has a certain value to it, you know, at this point in my career and this point in my life. So, you know, having done all of this, you know, Money Shackles incorporates from me being a kid, growing up very poor, living on my own at 16 uh, with two addicts as parents to becoming a professional and, and starting to make money for the first time in my life. 
and what do I do with it? And, and, and how do I exchange it going from, you know, a professional to an entrepreneur and being quote unquote, you know, rich in the sense that I had a high income and a high salary, but not really being wealthy, not having assets, not having investments, generating income. One of the most beautiful things in uh, all of Money Shackles is the freedom charts. And, and when you start to understand the freedom charts, you understand how to be free in life, in society. And so for me now, having achieved wealth, um, you know, being a part of an organization where we built $250 million in assets, you know, and in, in, in our portfolio under management, that shifts the conversation greatly. But the reality is, is I worked a lifetime, you know, I was 40 years old and I looked at my life and I said, you know, I have some assets, I have some good income, I have a nice business, but, you know, in less than four years, we've gone from, you know, just a little over 30 million in assets to 250 million. And so how do you start to hit that rise. And I think it takes just as long to get to that first 10 million as it does to get from 10 million to 100, right? It takes us just as long to get to 30 million as it takes to get from 30 to 250. But a lot of people are like, okay, those are numbers that are so far out of my game or my reach, Dutch. I don't fully understand. I, I get that because I also wrote step-by-step step in that book, how did I go from someone who was valeting on midnight um, in the cold in Long Beach, California on a, on, on on, on New Year's Eve, right? right? And figuring out like, how do I go from, you know, 20 year old, you know, person that coached college baseball to what I am today. And so those journeys are there for everyone. And how do they break the barriers, right? There's discriminations in this country, there's discriminations in the world. And, and a lot of people are like, well, you're a white man in your 40s. How do you understand discriminations, right? There's the seen ones and there's the unseen ones. There's financial discrimination that a lot of people don't understand between accredited and non-accredited investors of America, between people born into wealth and people not born into wealth. And what I say is I've been able to break through some of those barriers. I've been able to break through into the 1%. But for me, it's about showing others, teaching others, training others, developing others to be able to break through to that 1% as well, right? And right. you know, and there, there's other discriminations that hold people back. You know, when I was a kid, I struggled, you know, being a senior in high school and, you know, having been, you know, all state in one sport and, you know, all conference in many sports and having a, you know, 4.0, you know, type of GPA and, and seeing somebody who had greater discriminations than me getting scholarships when I felt like I had a better resume. But what I had to learn is they were born with disadvantages I wasn't born with. But the reality is, is all of us in America have freedom. All of us have the ability to break those barriers, to break those ceilings, break through those, those glass walls, crush them. And so Money Shackles is really, you know, heart and soul into giving back to seeing more people become financially prosperous and to be able to have the step-by-step -step processes to do it and to find good investments at the end of the day. Fabulous. Well, that's why I had you on because you're leaning with heart and the real value of wealth and you know, it isn't your car and the this, because as you get into the more decades, the value of heart connections and people that rises to the top. And, the, and you, you already pivoted because you're, you know, you mastered it at a younger age to show people how to get there and to give back, you know, the, the secrets of what you've done. And in Money Shackles, you emphasize legacy and impact, which I really like because I think it's about living the legacy, not just, you know, die and leave it, but let make that part of your life. And that really inspires me. And maybe just share a pivotal moment or something when you realize that the living legacy or the lasting legacy. I, it's so critical, right? I think, and kids, like we learn so many things 
as, as we're growing up and as we're going through different cycles in our life. And it's really about, you know, what is the legacy of our families? And in school, if they simply gave children financial education, they would be in such an incredible place. Like both my sons, they're both seven years old right now. Uh, they're Irish twins. Okay. And both my sons already own a house, right? Um, we already built up a, a retirement account for them. They already own a house in the retirement account. And I'm not talking like some crazy, insane investment, right? It's a $150,000 house. I think it was $30,000 down to mm -hmm. buy the house. And so we started putting in the maximum contribution to their personal IRAs, their, their IRAs, right? That we started set up for them as children. Um, and so that max contribution got to, I want to say around 40,000 after about, about four or five years, right? And, and so when I started taking a look at that, I'm like, well, what do we do with this? And so we went, you know, bought a house for $150,000. Granted, I'm pretty lucky because we have 40 to 50 houses a month we buy as a company. So I can sit here and say, okay, this one meets the criteria of what I'm looking for for my sons and let's go ahead and buy it. And, but, you know, bought them a house, put $30,000 down, right? Um, had a little bit of work to do to get ready, but we've had a renter in there two years, right? For my sons. And so, you know, they have a renter, they have a mortgage that's being paid off. Wow. And you look at singular house for a seven seven and eight year old that's their house you know 10 years from now 20 years from now is it going to be worth four hundred thousand five hundred thousand right? right you know what what was a you know a hundred fifty thousand dollar house in the year 2000 worth today in 2023 right exactly so yeah. our homes a lot of times today so you mm. know the reality is is by the time they're 18 years old what do they have built to? Or if we, you know, it gets to, let's say, three, $400,000 in value and we refinance it and use that money to go buy another house. I teach two-year cycles with our investors. We look at the difference between an investor that cycles their money every two years, buys with a little bit of discount, buys in a little better location with appreciation. Is the difference between somebody making a couple hundred thousand dollars or having seven figures, right, in a decade. And when you do the math over and over, you see the difference between, and how, who out there doesn't want to be, like we take $100,000 invested at normal retail real estate and, and over 10 years, that'll grow to about 300,000. If you cycle the money every two years with a 10%, 15% discount on your property and you appreciate five to 10% on it, right? That's going to be worth $2 million if you're buying another house every, every two years. And, and that's amazing. And I'm not talking about total value of property. I'm just talking about equity that you built in your portfolio. And so my sons are building that. Um, mm. My sons know tithe. And tithe. Uh, so they give money to the house, which is us, right? Now, when we're adults, who's the house? It's the government, right? Right. And so they give money to the house, right? Um, I teach them how to negotiate with the house, right? Um, I teach them ways they can give to the house less money, right? Because then that, they get used to that for when right. they're older, right? right. And, and so they give money to the house, they tithe, which means they give, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, a strong Christian man myself, I believe in, in, in tithing, but I also let my sons give to different charities, different things they believe in, right? Both my nice. sons are really given to the homeless. Um, for whatever reason, that became, you know, a mission for the two of them. And so they like that. During Christmas, yeah. they gave a lot of gifts to other kids that are in need. And, and so they're doing that part of it. Because, you know, I think one of my number one goals as a parent is not to allow my sons to grow up privileged little bastards, right? <laughs> right. And, for them to respect and, and earn and, and, and understand and, and make sure they value what they receive. And, and that's, you know, it's a tough journey as a parent because I didn't have that as a kid. So I didn't know, I know how to raise kids in, in that manner, but I am. So once they've given and they've given to the house, right, um, then they have to invest. So I make my kids invest um, and they're investing every month. 
My one son, Tony, once found a few hundred dollars in a parking lot, right? And after we visited every store, left a phone number, you know, in case someone came that asking that might have lost it, then he had to invest it, right? Now, he actually had a tear in his eye when he had to give up half that money, right, to to tithing and to the house and and as a part of it, right? Um, And then he's got to give the next chunk, right, to investing. Um, And then the last chunk, they get to spend. They, They don't know a lot about their IRA accounts. It's something my wife and I you know, take care of and handle, but just the normal monthly chores and, and different things that, that are a part of the normal monthly cycle. And they get, you know, trained. That's a part of leaving a legacy and, but, you know, leaving an impact. And when we give money to the right causes and to charities, like a big part of ours is the Wounded Warriors, Special Operations Wounded mm-hmm. Warriors, Task Force Dagger, Joshua House for Abuse and Neglected mm-hmm. Children. When you give money to the right charities, you are building a legacy for America. Right. Um, and, right. and America is a very charitable country. I've understood that the money we put in throughout the world um, as a part of us building, you know, the American legacy and sowing seed is important. But right here in our country, right, you have to give um, and you have to make that impact as a part of legacy. And, and for a lot of people, they're so worried about their own life that they forget that the legacy is a part of it. And I get that, though. If you can't take care of you, it's very hard to take care of other people. And, right. and so financially, you know, I'll see people who just give so much that they don't leave anything left for themselves. And they don't build any wealth. They don't compound. They don't accelerate, right? And the reality is, is if you do wealth the right way, then your wealth will grow. You'll give and your wealth will continue to grow and you'll be able to give more. That is so beautiful. And I'm so happy to hear, you know, to raise your kids in the eyes of the Lord and teach them, you know, how to handle the healthy money and you're already invested. I mean, that's so inspiring. And I'm sure you have a whole course developed for the youth too, right? Are you going to, I, maybe? I, we're going to. We're going to. We don't, we don't necessarily have a course built for the youth yet, right? But you um, are. Will. With right. Money Shackles, it's been so popular so fast, right? Yeah. It's been a crazy. I think we just published it, you know, five months ago. Oh. It hit the bestsellers lists within 60 days. Right. Um, it, you know, it, it, thousands of copies are selling um, on a regular basis. You know, we have these big spikes. Um, we, you know, we do some podcasts or we're doing, you know, some some type of, excursion, you know, our tribe is, you know, over a million people. And, and so anytime we, you know, send out a clip about money shackles, you know, so many books get purchased and bought and, you know, our people are just loving it. And, and it's just yeah. a path. It's, it's, it's opening the door that has been closed to so many people for so long. That's what I'm excited about because it's opening that opportunity and the parents are teaching the kids as you go. So it's all inside of there. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do it with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Gold. Follow their lead and visit 
birchgold backslash money911 for your free information kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with a better business bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Visit birchgold backslash money911. Take action today. It blows my mind. I mean, you're managing six different real estate investment funds, right? It's no small feat. And what advice do you have to navigate the complexities of everything that you're doing and doing it successful, right? It's a unique balance between being a founder and, and super strong belief and, and, and your abilities while trying to bring on talented, incredible people, sometimes more talented and sometimes smarter and sometimes working faster and more effective than you. And, and you got to listen to their advice, but then you also have to carry what you know has taken you to success. You know, one is, is find incredible people, right? I think that's really important. I think number two, treat your people with respect. Give them paths and opportunities to succeed. You know, when I first opened our first fund, I didn't have a lot of employees and a lot of team members that invested. It was a brand new first investment fund we had ever opened. Today, you fast forward nine years later, I have employees that have, you know, first a few thousand bucks. And then I had employees who hit $100,000. And then I had the first employee who hit being a millionaire, right? And then I had more employees, right? Join us at a deeper level and, and continue on that journey. And so, you know, now I, over half our company invests in the, their own companies, different REITs and funds. But, you know, the reality is it's just this belief of finding incredibly talented people. You know, my only job... Um, I say as an adult, was as a headhunter, right? A, an executive recruiter. And so I got to see the infrastructure of very large companies, very large businesses. Um, I spent a long time consulting companies and businesses before opening the doors to our private equity funds and then eventually um, our public REITs. And so, you know, for me, I think stay humble, but have incredible belief in what you're doing. Have a mission, mission and cause you're willing to die for. You know, I, I, I used to say to my wife when we first got married 13 years ago, I used to say, I'll sleep in a car before I get a job, right? You know, very noble when you don't have kids. Right. It might seem irresponsible when you do have kids, right? Right, um, right. <laughs> and, but the reality is, for me, it's about, you know, being on the same page with my spouse. I have an incredible business partner as well, um, and, and she's brilliant. And, you know, I listen to her ideas, and I say, how do we go do this? Let's go do it, right? Um, she says the same thing to me. Um, my wife is 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 incredibly supportive and very involved in our business as well. And so, you know, I surround myself by those two first. And then, you know, our director of real estate, my, br my brother, Dory, incredibly talented. It took me over a decade to recruit him, to pull him out of a job seven years ago. Um, but eventually I was able to get, you know, his decade of experience in, in managing people and, and making people successful. And so, you know, that kind of started this incredible core. And then, you know, we had our youth and, and Taylor Green become our COO and she came from the sports world and, and brought a very different um, attitude of competition and edge and performance, you know, to our business and company. I come from a sports background, but having, you know, someone in, in you know, in their 30s be able to do that and really add, you know, a different mix became the core of our executive. But be great at what you do. Like I'll take my chops in, in negotiating and finding and being able to see real estate deals against anybody's in the world. 
And, and I take that edge with me and I take that to my team of acquisitions throughout the country. I, I, I'll put them against anybody, you know, other team out there in, in America. And I think we can beat them. You know, uh, we recently just put a, a, an amazing land deal together in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Um, and if you heard about the $3 billion that are being invested into that city uh, for the super rail to go from California to Las Vegas, right? You know, we found that deal a few months bef- before the, the railway was announced right? Um, because our teams are ahead and they're, they're, they're on the edge, right? right. Um, who doesn't own 265 acres in that area? We have incredible investors. Treat them right. Respect them, right? Real estate's not an easy game. It's a hard game, but we get after it with our people and, you know, we utilize our resources. Those are some of our beliefs, you know, for sure. I mean, I treat my investors' money like it's my money in the sense that like I'm the largest investor in the rad companies myself as a person. And so when I'm out there doing deals and investing in deals, um, I have the same skin in the game that they have. And I think that, you know, a critical part of it is, is my skin's in the game at all times, right? Um, I have other assets and other investments, but I will tell you that, that, you know, my time is put into, you know, our rad investments because, you know, I've realized over the years that when my skin's in the game, I pay attention. That says it all right there. And I just want to pull back the curtain a little bit about money shackles and, and then, yeah. you know, t- talk a little bit about that and then tell everybody how they can get it and how they can connect with you. Yeah, it's crazy simple. You just go to moneyshackles.com. Um, money Shackles is the uh, Wall Street Journal bestseller book um, that I wrote um, dedicated to all of our investors. Um, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of investors who've been asking me to write a book for a decade. And they said, Dutch, please tell us the roadmap. Please tell us. And I, I've taught it in videos and I've taught it in trainings. And we do these incredible, amazing events that like literally, I think in, in, in a matter of days, change people's lives forever. And our mentoring and coaching is really incredible. And so taking all of that and putting it in a systematic step-by-step process with checklists, you know, it's like when you do due diligence, let's say you're looking at a company to make an investment with Kelly, right? It's like, how do you make that decision? Do I invest or not invest? And the reality is if you only see one company, then that company is going to look amazing. But if you look at a hundred companies, one company might not look so amazing, but three might step out above the other 97. But okay. when, you go, when you go look at those three, you know, did somebody sell you on an idea? Because an idea is not a business to invest in. It's just an idea. And that's, you know, a common mistake. We call those unicorns, right? Um, something that's never existed before that somebody, suddenly somebody's going to make exist, right? Um, is not, you know, a, a solid investment. That's a super high risk investment. And so we help people with different risk buckets, understanding like when I'm analyzing an investment, which bucket does this business fall into? Just because something's on the stock market or Wall Street doesn't mean it's some super investment. Those companies have disappeared. They don't exist. For us, it's all about alternative investments. You know, what are real tangible investments and real tangible assets? What are businesses that exist, but also have the potential to have amazing returns for you as an investor. I think at the end of the day too, it's just about this comfortability in a relationship with money. So many people have a certain relationship with money. Maybe it was your dad saying money doesn't treat, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Um, maybe it was somebody else saying, you know, if you spend all the time, you'll never have anything left. Some people say, you know, if you get a government job, you'll be guaranteed an income. You know, there's all kinds of different conversations people have and speak into the lives of others. This is a crazy story. When I was I'm teaching commercial real estate in 2010. And I had done, you know, apartments. I had done uh, commercial short sales. I had done commercial wholesale deals. And I was teaching commercial real estate. A relative of ours came to me and they say, Dutch, I feel like you're hurting people and you're doing a disservice to America by teaching commercial real estate. 
I was just blown away. I was taken back because I, to me, like I had seen so many thought leaders, so many real estate people do it wrong. I was like, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to go teach and train and I'm going to develop and I'm going to help people. And they said, but you know, you have thousands of people who are going to pay you money to learn about commercial real estate, but only a small handful of them are going to succeed. Aren't you doing a disservice to all the other people? And as I began telling stories of John Stevens, who had autism and, and went and did his first commercial wholesale deal. Um, and I started telling stories of other, you know, people and testimonials and people who had, had success. I stood my ground in the sense of my stubbornness as a man and believing in what I'm doing. But at the same time, I started to, it started to kind of turn the dial for me. And the, the what if, what if every single person that, you know, invests could succeed? Every single person that invests could make money. Not just read about something and then maybe dream about something, but somebody could actually have something real, tangible, that they could make investments in, succeed, make money with. And, and that kind of began the journey where we got to in five years later in 2015, where we opened our first fund that people could invest with us. After students said, Dutch, put your money in your mouth and invest with us, we surrendered and said, okay, let's build a system where we feel like anybody who wants to make an investment can. And that's not even an investment with us per se, they can take the knowledge information and go out and invest anywhere they want to in America and succeed. And so going with the 100% rule, if you write a book where you want to write a book where 100% of the people who read that book can have a better financial future, that 100% of the people who read that book can make better investments, that 100% of the people who read that book can avoid getting scammed, can avoid getting screwed, can avoid people's judgment, and can feel confidence in their walk and their financial walk, now the game has shifted and changed forever. And so that was where Money Shekels came from, is that process of a lifetime. You know, a lot of people are like, well, Dutch, just hire a ghostwriter and get it written quick, and then it'll be great for you guys. And I'm like, no. I said, I'm going to pour my soul into this, and, and I'm going to bring in some, some the greatest thought leaders in America to add information, right? Some of the greatest wealth planners. Like, how many people have a financial advisor who's never made any money? <laughs> or a wealth advisor who's never made wealthy? Right. And, and I went and found, you know, wealth advisors that I know have advised the wealthy and have, have uh, been wealthy themselves. And I had them give me inf some information and some content to add in to one of my wealth sections within the book, because I think that was critical. You know, I went and got the best tax advisor, tax professional that I've, I've been at this a long time. I've been through dozens of them. And I've had ones that will get you audited and have you pay a lot of money to the government. I've had ones um, who have you pay way too many in taxes, Right. But the right information and the right knowledge following the code will have you pay less in taxes and have you be in good standing with the IRS because we should all right know that we have a country to build. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you should build the country more than everybody else. <laughs> and so I had them add information and content to Money Shackles. So for me, it's the greatest financial book that I think an American could put into their hands and read. It's fabulous. And you have a, a little workbook that comes with it too, right? We do, we do. So after each chapter... There's lessons and things that people absolutely must do. There's checklists, like when you're analyzing a company or, you know, well, where do you go look for crowdfunding investments, right? Do you go to, to Startup Engine? Do you go to um, WeFunder? Where, where do you go? And then when you're looking at those companies, how do you make decisions? And so, you know, in that workbook, you'll write the company in and then you'll go through the checklist, the founder story. You'll go through the checklist. Do they have existing P&Ls and financials, right? Are they a unicorn, right? Just because they have a good story, just because they have a good idea doesn't mean you need to invest in that founder because does that founder have a history and track record of success? If they've never been successful in their life, it's not as likely they're going to be successful in the future. 
And I'm not talking about, you know, that you wouldn't invest in a company like that. But each of those things in the checklist changes your buckets from your high risk to your low risk bucket. Right. Mm -hmm. And my whole game is about how do I find the lowest risk with the highest return investments? Right. If I can minimize my risk and increase my return, now I'm playing the game to win. But without a checklist, you're just kind of thinking something. Oh, this doesn't seem like it has a lot of risk, but there's the 10 things you don't see and you don't know. And that's the thing where people get themselves into trouble. Having a setback for a lot of people causes them not to invest for years and years and years. So that one setback sets them back even more than the setback. Why don't you just give everybody a cherry on the top, something that they can walk away that inspires them and inspires you and something, you you know, last parting thought for everybody. I'll give you the parting thought that, you know, I had it pretty rough, right? A kid from, from born in Texas, raised in Iowa, lived on my own at 16 years old, building wealth became a reality for me. I know people that have had it rougher than I had it growing up. They had more disadvantages than me that are growing up, who've taken our lessons, who've taken our tasks, who've taken our process. I've seen a single mother of two do it. My business partner, who's a single parent, and watched her raise her son the right way, and watched her build great wealth. For me, those are inspiring stories. And, and if we can come from the place that we went to, grinding, fighting, clawing, getting, getting to where we got to, to succeed in real estate, to succeed in building a business, to succeed in changing, impacting lives forever, then, then there's an open door. All of my team members that come in, I say, I will open the door for you to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve with us. But you must walk through the door. So for me, walk through the door with us because we'll hold your hand the whole way and we'll, we'll get there. So read Money Shackles, make that step one um, on the journey with us. And, and during that time, we're going to have a lot of fun together. It sounds fun. And I really, really, really like where you come from and your foundation. And so that's what gives it the solidness of living the legacy and being able to be inspiring and helping people along the way as you get blessed and prosper, you show other people. So Dutch, you are in inspiration and, and I'm honored that we made it, you made it and we've been on the show and we'll just have to have you come back again and, and do a little more of a deep dive. Yeah, I mean, we'll have a lot of fun, right? There's so many things happening in this yeah. world that advice on, right? Raising interest rates, this political squirrely year we're going to have, Ooh, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of different things happening, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, foreign investors investing in American farmland. There's just so many things. Commercial real estate is going through a bit of a crash right now, right? What mm -hmm. to do, how to win, things that we can do together, Chris, on a, on a future one. But hey, Let's have, have a yeah. holiday. Continue to kick butt. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Dutch. Thank you. And that wraps up another insightful episode of Money 911. A huge thank you to our guest, Dutch Mendenhall, for sharing his expertise and wisdom. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Join us next time as we continue our journey to redefine the American dream. Until then, this is Chris Miller signing off. Stay financially empowered. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free 
financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.